Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Goal Line and Back. I am your host, Nick Anastasia. Joining me tonight, the wonderful Chris Bouchard and the one and only Mike Anastasia. Fellas, how are we doing? It's been a, it's been a, been a little while since we've uh, done a podcast. How are we feeling tonight? Yeah, it's been some months. A few months, too many months. Feeling good. I think it's been a, a solid two. Chris, how are things in your neck of the woods? Not bad over here. Um, obviously, as, as with the NHL, COVID's hit us pretty tough. Got a lot of new cases out here in Philly, and um, everyone's, everyone's kind of either getting it or on the mend and whatnot. Um, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be talking hockey again. I haven't gotten a chance to in a while. I know for myself, I'm just exiting the protocol. It was a, a rough two days of <laughs> emptying my entire system. That and... Did you guys hear about that helicopter that crashed by that church? No, when was that? Where in Philly? No, so in Drexel Hill the other day, a ambulance helicopter crashed in front of a church. Pilot landed it without blowing the thing up. Managed to jump out of the helicopter with a newborn baby and saved the mom and dad. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Captain right, America, right around the corner. Jesus. Anyway, Get that guy a raise. Yeah, yeah right. he should retire. Get it? <laughs> yeah, he should retire today. Yeah, he should. Uh, pensions fully, fully there. Coverage, everything like that. All right, let's jump into some hockey news. And starting off, the big bombshell that Bobby Clark dropped on the Cam and Strick podcast about the poor management skills of Ron Hextall. Mike, why don't you take this one over for us? Yes, it was a uh, such a beautiful and wonderful podcast to listen to as a Flyers fan to hear Bob Clark say these things about our Flyers. It was just it it was great. Just the fact that Hextall was keeping everyone in the dark in the draft is just exactly what you want to hear as a sports fan. You know, that's what you want to hear. So basically, you know, Ron Hextall, former Flyers GM. I think what he's now at Pittsburgh, right? Yes. So pretty much the gist of it is that um, Bob Clark had said that during Hexel's run as a Flyers GM, that a lot of the decisions that they made as an organization were not group decisions. It was basically all run Hexel's choices. Every, every decision was made by him, closed doors. He was pretty closed off from everyone else. And, you know, there was a, a few major, major things that he mentioned, like taking Nolan Patrick over. Cam McCarr was a was a big one. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty significant impact, if you ask me. I mean, Nolan Patrick, I the, the guy hasn't played a, a full season in the NHL, I think, yet, and he's the second overall pick. You and know, for, for for those who don't know who Cam McCarr is, uh, he is the NHL's former Rookie of the Year of last year. Um, he was second in Norris voting last year as a rookie, and he currently, I'm pretty sure, leads all defensemen in points this season. And then, what, um, what they, year was that? What draft was that? 2018, 17. 17. 17. It went Heesher first, Patrick second, Heskin in third, McCarr fourth, and Pedersen five. After five, it it kind of saw like a pretty big drop off. You're 
your best two guys you probably pick after that would be uh, Nick Suzuki and Marty Natchez. But yeah, after that, just a couple of guys who are, you know, still trying to get their run in the league. Like there's a lot of other notable names in the draft, but yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is not a really, not a really yeah. promising thing to hear from your president of hockey ops about a former GM. Yeah, and, and there I remember too, there was a lot of like uh, a lot of back and forth about Nolan Patrick because he couldn't stay on the ice. He was having obviously the uh the head problems and he I'm pretty sure he's still having the same issue now. Yeah, I think he's I, only I think he's only played like six games this season. Yeah, I, I mean the Flowers could have went with either or Camel Carlisle, Pat Peterson, like I mean yeah, it, it is tough, but to think that they could have had Camel Carr is pretty uh that's a pretty big one. That's real significant, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, seeing seeing where the team is struggling right now in certain aspects of the game, I think it's fair to say if they had either Heskinen, Kale McCarr, or Pedersen, that they would be somewhat of a little bit of a different team. I mean, Chris, I don't know about you, but out of those three, which one would you have? Which one would you rather have? Uh, McCarr, hundred percent. They, you, you can't. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to. I mean, he he's he's going to be a franchise player for Colorado, yeah. and he's going to be the best defenseman, best offensive defenseman in, in the NHL for a very long time. He's just he's got everything, and the team that he's playing with, who he's learning from. I mean, you you see how he's you know who was Devon Taves until you know he started playing with McCarr, and now Taves is is scoring pretty much every. Well, what's game as what's well. crazy is we talked about it uh, at the beginning of the season when. The Islanders traded him over. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell was that move? Like, he at the time we thought all thought Taze was going to be like their new number one guy. But absolutely, I think I, I think they saw what Pellick did in the uh, in the yeah. playoffs. Thought that would continue, but hasn't really. But but you know, Barry, every Barry Trotz team they sneak into the playoffs and then they go from there. You know, once they get to the playoffs, that's all they look for, and then it's a Barry Trotz system after that. But. Yeah, Devontae is, I mean, he's got the skills and he knows how to compliment McCarr perfectly, and it's shown on the stat sheet. Yeah. And McCarr recently signed his deal last summer, July 24th, for six years, $54 million. That's $9 million yeah. a year. Dude. And, and it, totally, God. It, it totally adds up, too, because the, the Flyers were, were, dra- were trying to draft defensemen around this time. They, that's one thing they lacked big time was was defensive presence and like it it makes sense now you think about it it makes total sense that they would want to get McCarr over Nolan Patrick I mean like you said who like Nolan Patrick could have like fooled us all right he could have been could have been a, a number one player in the league by now if things were different but it's just it's super super disappointing to even so this hear is, about that yeah this is the thing that bothers me the most about Nolan Patrick is that people say like he, he's not a good hockey player this he's a very good hockey player. His numbers in junior were ridiculous. I mean, his first year with the Flyers, he he did okay. He put up thirty points as a rookie, you know, and second year thirty one points. But since then, it's just been nine points last season, and this this season, I think he only has three in the nine games. So you got to play games to score points. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and in yeah. his, in his last sixty, he has only twelve points. In his four years in the NHL, he has played 206 games. And his first year was the, the most. He played 73. The following year, he played 72. And it's just been a steep decline after that. Yeah. So, 
So hopefully, you know, we could see a guy like that make a bounce back. But man, as as Flyers fans, it's it's definitely something that's really difficult to see because that's one thing I, I really like to do is go back and analyze drafts and see where teams messed up and you know, oh they got they could have got this guy eight spots later, but you know I don't it's just I think I don't even think it's it's like not even that. Like the fact that he just if it's true that he just picked Nolan Patrick out of just basically, you know, didn't really tell anybody what he was doing and he just made the selection himself. Like that's just that's ballsy. To like and and on the flyers too, like for an organization to just let the the GM do that, like without any communication, just let the GM make decisions based on what he thinks it's best. Like, I I don't know how they let that go for for that long. Like, I that's just I don't know. Like, who who was in charge of that? But they they let that go on for way too long. Like his yeah, tank, he was making those decisions like based on what he thought was best. Didn't didn't you know? Didn't talk to scouts. Didn't talk to other personnel. Like. That had to be brought up in meetings. Like how you can't let that go on for that long. And I mean, obviously now he's not he's no longer with the organization, but that's oh. just just blows oh, my I mind. I mean, it, it it started early for sure because if we look back at the 2014 draft when we had, you know, the 17th overall pick, Bobby Clark went on to say hey, he and all the scouts were set on taking David Posternock. And he said, because Hextall had ties to Sandheim that they wanted him and he wanted him instead. So if you look at the Flyers, do you think they they could really use a, a hundred point score, you know, right now? Because <laughs> yeah. I think that would be pretty solid. Yeah, I mean I I don't know if anyone saw that coming, Pasternak. What he he got selected twenty fifth, so there's a lot of a lot of players taken before him that are probably not as good as him. So but, I think a lot of teams but, missed, but, definitely but, missed. But, but you can even go in and look at every guy picked after Travis Sanheim, Alex Tuck. I'd rather have Alex Tuck over to Travis Sanheim. Tony D'Angelo, despite his conflict in the media, I would take him over Travis Sanheim. Robbie Fabry, take him over Travis Sanheim. You know, there's there's plenty of guys who were in this draft after him who just turned out to be better players. And unfortunately, sometimes that's just how it is, but that's just another one Hextall's adding to the fucking cap, you know? Yeah, yeah a, it's, it's okay pretty- to miss on something, but to to miss and, and not take any input from the rest of your staff or just make your decision alone, that, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, it was, and it always makes me want Bob Clark to be in charge, even though, like, I mean, who said, who knows, like, we don't know. We can't really, you know, what he says, I guess we could take it 100% true. But if that's the truth, like, that's just horrible. Yeah, well, we'll finishing off the Hextall piece with, you know, his his trade of Braden Chen that no one knew about, according to Bobby Clark. You know, we get Yuri Laterra, and we all know how that situation played <laughs> out, you know. Yeah. Just, a, <laughs> he's a big, big snow candy guy. So That podcast, that podcast I was listening to, when... Them, them, them guys are big St. Louis fans, and well, like when they, you know, they're, they're, they, they played for St. Louis, right? Well, so the Cam so when they heard the when they the initial trade happened, they were like shocked that the Flyers acquired Yuri Letera. Like they couldn't possibly think as to why they would take Yuri Letera. Like it was almost like 
confusing to them. Like it was a win. It was a win for obviously St. Louis, a bigger win for St. Louis than it was for us. Clearly, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. The the only thing that we can look forward to was you know those two draft picks that we got. The one ended up being Farabee, who was selected by Hextall, which we can appreciate because he's obviously is flourishing right now, despite the Flyers troubling times and the other one is morgan frost now we're still waiting for this experiment to pan out too and the guy the guy who tweeted fuck the flyers years ago (laughs) (laughs) you know if we if we go back and look at the 2018 draft I'm, i'm pretty sure there were some notable names in that draft who also were picked after morgan frost you know and it's 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 tough because Hextall is really leaving it on a bad note. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see where is his pick. I'm trying to find it. Who else was picked after him? What was uh, is, was Frost first round, second round? I, I thought it was a first round might pick. It might have been a second round pick. Are you sure it was the 2018 draft? Yeah, because they got a 17. And an 18. This is gonna take yeah, him. he must have been a late, a late round pick because I don't see him. Oh, wait. Farabee might have been 18. I messed up. Ah, oh, Morgan Frost was in 2017. And, you know, guys picked after Morgan Frost directly after him is Shane Bowers. He was picked up by... Um, Ottawa, and he is projected to be a pretty solid player, too. I'm pretty sure he's a defenseman. Uh, no, I'm wrong. He's a center. But anyway, uh, there's still more talent out there compared to the guy who we currently have. Like, Connor Timmons went 32nd. And he's, he's a top uh, Colorado Avalanche prospect right now. You know, so the Fox really fucked up with, with keeping Hextall around that long. But, yeah, and then he, he hired that well, well-loved well coach. Oh, yeah, Dave Didn't Hextall. Hextall, yes. App- apparently, um, Hextall had, like, a spy on the inside who would, like, uh, basically tell, tell him when players were, like, cheating on their diet because he was a, a big uh, organic person. Like only organic yeah. meals. If players were caught seeing eating eating like pizza and drinking soda, then it was a fucking a huge huge problem. Right. So yeah, that was a big. I remember when they fired him. That was a big. That was a big story. And then like the the game after the Flyers had just won, and they were eating pizza, like on 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 Comcast Sports that they were interviewing players eating pizza, like after the game. I guess it was like a jab at Hextall. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, let's move on. Olympic news. Well, now that we're not getting NHL players, uh, we're at least getting NCAA players finally to be the Team USA in for ice uh, hockey. Oh, uh, something you know. And the Flyers actually have one guy, Noah Cates, Minnesota Duluth. Wow, this team is kind of stacked. So you got you got two undrafted kids, and pretty much the rest of the roster is is all picked. You know, we got Jake Sanderson from Ottawa, the fifth rounder or the fifth overall in 2020. Um, 
and then Matty Beneers, the Kraken's second overall pick last year. So, is it strictly college? Guys. Um, well, you got you got two undrafted kids. Um, one's at BC and one's at Minnesota, but I don't see uh, goalies picture this list. Either way, eh, I'm curious to see how Team USA can do with a bunch of college guys playing against men. I see three goaltenders selected. Who do they got? I don't see it. Drew, come. I don't. I'm gonna butcher these names. Drew Camiso, Strauss Main. I don't know. Pat Nigel, Pat Nagel. I think it's so hard to I'm, read. I'm so, like, this is. It's probably great that we're not that big because you're probably butchering these names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I don't have a pro- I, it's if it's NCAA guys, okay, but we we all know when. Whatever the team, the Russian team puts on the ice, whatever the team from Sweden or, you know, the other leagues put out on the ice, it's going to be far more superior than what USA is going to be producing just because they got pro leagues out there that they got guys who are probably like absolutely filthy and who play professionally and are going to be able to play in the Olympics. And I don't I'm it's not going to be stupid. an uphill battle for sure for yeah. any of our teams to get anywhere. Like, just imagine, I don't know. Russia's team, like I don't know their roster, but imagine if they do have like Kovalchuk, maybe Datsuk. Like, I'm yeah, sure there's a plethora of KHL players and you have you know, yeah. SHL players for Sweden, Finnish players like that. That is going to make it difficult. But I mean, we we've got a good group of young guys and we get some some good coaching behind them, and, and you never really know. Let's see if I can find the Olympic team right now for Russia. Um. So, I mean, Canada released a couple of the players that they're going to be taking, and one was uh, Mason McTavish, the uh, mm-hmm. Anaheim prospect, who is, has shown he could definitely play with the big boys. And if, if the World Juniors was still happening, he, that, I don't know if Team USA had a chance because that kid is like a young Keith Primo. He is huge. Yeah, he's a they, unit. And that him and uh, Owen Power selected, and then... They got Devin Dubnik coming out of retirement, I guess, for this game. <laughs> Look at that. Really? Crazy, right there. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Good for him. One year <laughs> out. Already going back to the Olympics. That's funny. But, um, yeah, it's good to see that the women are at least going to be able to do something, finally. Because the IAHF handled their situation very, very poorly. Yeah, that was a disaster. That was a mess. So... Hopefully, Sammy and the Czech team do well. I found out we can buy uh, team Czech t-shirts online. 650 crowns. It comes out to like 30 bucks. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get them, but it'd be interesting to see. Uh, but, yeah, as Mike looks for that, we have all-star rosters, finally. And yeah, the... the uh... The Russian team is not announced. There is no Russian team listed yet. I mean, you can only assume that they're going to probably have. I wonder if they'll, if they'll have Mitchkov play or if he's too young. I mean, I've just wrote like real quick. If, you know, if the NHL players were, were going to be in the Olympics, who do you think? Who, who do you, what, what are you thinking here? Who do you, who do you think's one, two, and three as far as team wise? Like, who do you think's the top, the top dogs? Um, Seeing how USA's goaltending has gotten a lot stronger despite them using Connor Hellebuck and basically Jonathan Quick the past couple of years, 
I still think Canada probably Canada and probably Sweden really would have taken over. Actually, no, probably Russia. You know, because you got Vasilevsky in net, and, and then you got Kucherov, Malkin, Ovechkin. Uh, you know, th- th- those guys alone can basically win you any game you need. Yeah, they had their team. The team was listed: Ovechkin, Malkin, Kucherov, Panarin, uh, Tarasenko. This name, uh, Radulov. So they had Evgeny Davinov. So yeah, yeah. They if had the, if, if NHL players were in, I'd probably say Canada, Russia, and and probably Sweden. Um, and I think that's dependent on Eichel's situation. I think if you have Eichel, then I think USA. But if not, I think it goes to Sweden, the third place game. Yeah, I mean, it's the the reason why I say it's it's hard to look past Canada be, simply because of their de- defense alone. Yeah, like yeah. your first pairing was projected to be Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. Pairing teams yeah. Darnell Nurse and Kale McCarr. Yeah, they so had. <laughs> Okay, I mean, so they, good luck. <laughs> they do have they they did have the projected uh, rosters up before they before they changed it, and it Canada is definitely wicked. Like their te- their roster is just absolutely stacked. Yeah, I mean when when you and look at that, you, Cam McCarr, Cam McCarr on Team Canada. Wow, look at that. Yeah, when you literally have every single award winner from the the season before. <laughs> on your team, it's it's safe to say you guys are in a good spot because they, not to cut you off, but they predicted Carter Hart to be the starting goaltender for Canada. I don't know how true that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know about that. that one. <laughs> that I obviously would, don't yeah. have price, but if there's if there's any Flyers player making Team Canada, it's probably going to be Sean Couturier and Sean Couturier only. Yeah. I thought Couturier was, I thought he could be U.S. or Canada. Is that no, um, tech tech. <sighs> well, he'd have to declare, and then he'd yeah. have to stick with that. Whatever choice. Did Coots play first. for Team Canada? He did. Okay. So he, he has to play for Canada then. Yeah, because he was. But wait, I thought I thought Coots only played. I thought he only played for the. Remember when they they did that whole thing where it was like if you were, I forget. It was like Team North America, was it? Was that uh, for the World Cup? Yeah, Team North America, okay. you, he's allowed to. He, I'm pretty sure he was on. I don't think he ever played for Canada. I think he that was the only exposure he had to like. No, he's, if he was on North played, America. Then he's been on he Canada's um, okay. teams. Well, probably World since, Juniors. Yeah, yeah World, World Juniors, Juniors roster since yeah. 2008. Yeah, all right. And then in the whatever, the World, the World Cup, uh, he played for Team North America. I wonder but, what the rules are. I'm wondering if he like when he turns 18, he can he can choose, or if it's just he has to continue when he picks um, juniors. I don't know. I'm Maybe not necessarily sure, but from a, yeah. what I remember of Colo telling me is, whatever one you pick, you have to stick with, and like you can't you can't switch. Yeah. It was probably juniors then. That's my my thought. Yeah. So because he was he was born in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, he played for okay, Team Canada yeah. years because I, I remember watching highlights of him. Yeah, but his yeah birthplace Phoenix, Arizona, USA. So yeah, I uh, I like the same thing with Galchenyuk. It's like Galchenyuk's yeah. American, but he speaks broken English. 
So anyway, let's get to the All-Star game. We have lineups picked. The Atlantic Division will be head coached by Andrew Brunette. He is Florida's current head coach after Joe Quinville was fired. And it will be captained by Austin Matthews. Shocker there. Leading off with Patrice Bergeron, Rasmus Dahlin, Dylan Larkin, Jonathan Huberto, Nick Suzuki, Drake Batherson. Wow, signed that big ticket in the summer, already going to his All-Star game. Vasilevsky in net, Hedman on D with Matthews and Jack Campbell. So you got the best two goalies in the league on this team, hands down. Yeah. And the most... I heard maybe Demko in there too, but... For the Atlantic? Oh, well, you for mean, the Atlantic, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, for the Atlantic, definitely, yeah. For the Atlantic, he's not in. Demko, yeah. if we scroll down... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I just saw it. He is. Demko's on yeah, the... Uh, I, knew, I knew he was Pacific. on one of the teams. Yeah. Pacific, yeah. Um, yeah, it's him and uh, Jacob Markstrom reuniting the Vancouver kids. <laughs> so... That makes sense. That really does. That's, that team's actually, like, scary good. Like, they have so much speed. So you got Johnny Goudreau, McDavid, and Dreisaitl. Those guys are probably going to be on the line together. That's insane. Then you got Kempe, Timo Meyer, Everly, Petrangelo, and Mark Stone. Then if we take a look at the Central, got Clayton Keller, DeBrinkit, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Joe Pavelski, Kirill Kaprizov, Cam Talbot, UC Soros, who right now is probably leading the Vesna. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, a dog. race. Uh, Jordan Cairo and Kyle Connor. And then if we go up to our lovely Metro division, we got Freddie Anderson, Toronto. Why did you let him go? Sebastian Ajo, <laughs> Zach Wierenski, Jack Hughes, Adam Pellick, Adam Fox, two Adams on D, Chris Kreider, Tristan Jari, Ovi, and our boy, Claude Giroux. So, you know, we got Cam Atkinson in there as the last man candidate if someone bails out, so we'll see. But I don't know. Who do you guys like here? What division do you think wins it all? Well, I mean, any division with McDavid in it and Drysdale. I mean, Drysdale? No, it's Drysdale. Drysdale, sorry. Yeah. I like Drysdale. I really like the central division in this one, actually. I don't. I mean, obviously, you know, it depends on who's who's going to go and play and, and try or anything. It's obviously just a mess around skate. But um, I like that team a lot with uh, Kaprizov, Debrinket, and McKinnon. I think McKinnon's just going to be feeding Debrinket all day. Dude, their forwards. One, one forward <laughs> is over the age of 25, and it's Joe yeah. Pavelski at 37. Everyone else Bunch is under the age besides, like, Nate McKinnon. Wow, Young that's fuck, nuts. Yeah. That team is is I, I think they're the dark horse here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have a feeling the Atlantic Division isn't going to do well. I don't know why. It's got that. No, odd um, no Crosby is interesting. Oh, sorry, I meant uh, that's for the Atlantic. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like what's his name, uh, Kachuk. I guess probably just didn't want to go. Um, Huberto is having an unreal season in in Florida. He he looks ridiculous um, yeah and I, I i will i will definitely eat my words on tristan jari yeah he's had a little bounce back yeah, he's, he's had a he's, he's had a pretty solid season a 191 to 932 at 18 6 and 4 ah oh, the penguins the penguins are very scary right now yeah they're and, and now they got um 
They got you know. they got Carter on a third line. He he had to go on and assess the other game. They got uh, Malkin back centering the second line, and Crosby's back on the first. It's it's just if they can get Brian Rust healthy, they're going to be a menace to deal with. Uh I mean he he's had six goals in his past like three games. Yeah, he just went on uh, COVID COVID protocol. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. wow. But yeah, I, I mean, wonder, he'll be back. He came back from that whatever injury it was. I I, I forget what he. Well, they he are heard. they are he's, also they're getting Malkin back now as well. Yeah, he's back. He scored. He scored. A, yeah, he's back. I think two goals his first game. Oh. Yeah, he's absolutely filthy. Yeah, just yeah. you know, he's he's what he sleeps. He he literally sleeps on the ice. That's what he does. He, he's what, dude? 30, 34 years old. You know, he made yeah. he he made an Instagram post saying his his leg and his like body has never felt better. <laughs> you know, and he's just. He's just ready to get back, and that's what he does there, in his first start. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. There was a game. I think it was in 2008. I think they were playing Carolina in the first round, and he, I think he, he had a backhand goal that went top shelf, and it was absolutely disgusting. I remember, like, I remember this goal. This is why he was my disgusting. favorite player growing up. And I'm just like, this guy is just literally skates like a a tree, like tall as the tallest thing on the ice, but it's just so disgusting. Yeah, that's why I liked I like Sean Couturier because I feel like Sean Couturier could be a player like Evgeny Malkin, just not there yet. You know, close, yeah. very close. But Penguins are, are plus two thousand right now as Stanley Cup winners, and to jump on that, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it'd be a bad idea. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm gonna sprinkle, I mean, sprinkle some cash on it. I'd love to see Jeff pick up another cup too, even if it's for the Pens. Yeah, if Jeff Carter can go out with three Stanley Cups, that'd be pretty sick. I'd be happy. Big Jeff. Big Jeff. <laughs> All right, and if we look at look around the Metro Division, three points separates the top four. Carolina yeah. at fifty. The New York Rangers, who I predicted to get into playoffs <laughs> at fifty. And then, boys, we we all fucked. Did, who did one of us say Caps get in? I think Chris. I think you said the Caps would make it. No, are you kidding me? I fucking hate the Caps. I was not saying the Caps got in. <laughs> I don't think set them up. <laughs> I think we had Carolina. I think we had Carolina, Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure we had the Islanders. I think and yeah. probably the Flyers. Yeah, I don't I think, think we any had. Of us. I think we had Carolina, Islanders, yeah. Flyers, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think I don't think any of us didn't see the the the, the oh, Islanders no. thing coming. I mean, I, just I, I did pick the Rangers as my fourth team. I do remember that. But yeah, the they, Islanders I playing. Think I had, yeah, for me, I'm pretty sure I had like Carolina, Pittsburgh, um, and then I think I had, I think I might have had the Flyers and the Islanders. I think those are my top four. And the Islanders are they haven't they been in the conference finals two years in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just I didn't see that coming. They're ten, twelve, and six. I mean, they with, also have twenty eight games played with with COVID. Yeah, with thing. COVID going on, you know, it's yeah they twenty eight games. Everybody else is thirty and over. So yeah, until it yeah. evens out, we don't even really know what we're looking at. But yeah. that Carolina team is legit. Um, I'm still not convinced on the Rangers. I I don't think they're that. Yeah, good. I think. I think the ra- the reason oh, the Rangers man. are in second right now is just it's literally because of how many teams have just taken a hit this year in that division, just yeah. up and down. Well, let and, me and let they, me give you let me give you some some stats here. So these are these are oh, my here we go stat guy Chris. Yeah, here's one that I have. But That's never even lie. strength goals, the offensive, and these are all adjusted for opponents. Um, the Rangers are in the bottom four. Yeah, 
Um, so they are they are not scoring a lot. They're in the top four for defensive. So so they have very low amount of even strength goals for. Here's the here's their biggest stat. The Rangers have the best penalty kill percent. Their their teams score on them four percent of the time on their power play. They have a ninety six percent penalty kill success that's, rate. That's nuts. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's this, is, this is adjusted. This isn't raw. This is adjusted based on the other team's power play. Okay. Um so, but other than that, besides that stat, like they they have a low Corsi four percentage, so they're not you know they're not really dominating games that much. Their faceoff percentage is, is middle of the table. Um, their their shot percentage is also like middle of the table towards lower. Um, but their the the other team's shot percentage is, is averaging about six percent. So. Play other teams are scoring six percent of the time when they take shots on the Rangers. So they're, I mean, they're playing very well defensively. I don't know about their scoring. I don't know if it's going to be enough for them to keep this kind of play up. I think it might have something to do with the fact that they're playing the most amount of games against the people in this division, which include Columbus, the Flyers, and the Devils. And the yeah, Rangers. yeah, yeah. Now they now that you bring up that stat, I look at where the teams are ranked and in. in goals for per game and the rangers are very very far down this list mm-hmm. they're probably at like 20th and only yeah. at two 2.84 so and yeah. it's not to say that defense doesn't lead to offense it's just you know if you look at the teams with that are really high up on that list like pittsburgh and 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 florida tampa and toronto you know are they really at that level you got to think yeah it's i mean they're only shooting at about 10 percent you know, they got 1,050 shots this season, and I get 10% of those are going in. So, yeah, I mean, but that, but that's a team that could easily snap back into just scoring like fucking crazy. They got, the, they got the guys to do it. You and know? if they keep those defensive numbers that low. <laughs> yeah. But this is, the, and this is why I think if the Rangers were to go and the Rangers were to do anything in this run in this season it's solely going to be based on igor shesterkin yeah what i said at the beginning of the season he is the future of that team right now he's plus 400 odds for vesna you know if you caught him early in the year it's probably higher than that but he i i think if the rangers do to keep on this like he's he's going to be the guy the reason why like and if they were to win a stanley cup he's your con smith winner easily besides yeah, that definitely. you know you, you have a pretty good defense nowadays and your offense can produce but it's a team that we can see can easily not score and rely on their goaltending and yeah, and can still play well even when yeah. some of their best players are out. Like when Panarin went out with COVID, they you know they still went into California and won games and during that road trip, and they just they just seemed to win for for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, besides that, no, nothing really else is happening in the Metro. You know, the Caps are just doing the things that the Caps do. You know. It's every year. They'll probably sneak into the playoffs yeah. third or fourth, and so, that'll be it. Every I, single year. I think, yeah, I think the four teams right now, one through four, it's pretty much locked. I don't, I, 
I don't see any of the bottom four. I mean, maybe the Islanders. Oh, the only, yeah, it's the only one I see. I mean, the Barry Trot yeah. system, that's the only team that I can see sneaking. Yeah. Like, if, they, if they figure out that, I mean, they didn't have Lee for the first half of the season. And then they yeah. had a bunch of COVID issues and they had to play low on guys. So, I mean, if they get healthy and they get solid. Right. If there's one team that I could see collapsing second half, it's, I think the Rangers are – that's a team that's I could see collapsing. I don't know. I don't think the Caps collapse. I, they're just they they're there every year. I just can't see the Capitals collapsing. And Pittsburgh's just so good right now. I just can't well, see them collapsing. Also, either. also sticking sticking to the Islanders. That's another team that if they turn their season around is strictly going to be based off their goaltending. Not yeah. necessarily Varmala, but Sorokin. Not to my own horn. Yeah. Also said he was the future of that team, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's a team that that could easily snap it around, play boring hockey, and you know just win games. Yeah, they have the yeah. best um, adjusted faceoff win percentage, um, at least in the past window since like November. Yeah, and that'll that'll create opportunities for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you want to jump to the Atlantic now? Um, yeah, we'll go to the Atlantic. You wanna? You wanna? I gotta we'll say, I gotta say, I didn't brick shit house of a division here. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I'm kind of shocked. I mean, I guess I'm not shocked at Montreal, but to, for Montreal to be dead last, that's that's kind of surprising, honestly. Yeah, it's not to me. <laughs> I mean, to me. It, is, it is when you're in a division with Ottawa and Buffalo. I mean, um, come okay. on. Like, I, I, like move them, you're, them not having Carey Price really hurts them this season. And, yeah. Losing Shea Weber. I, oh, yeah, yeah, Shea yeah. Weber, yeah. Of like, course. Those, and those then, two guys. And you know the the guys they drafted over the over the course of the past few years just haven't been consistent enough let's, right now. Let's, let's, pull, let's pull up. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, Foley's been know. on the IR the entire time. Yeah, they, they, they were so good. They were so good last year and a year before. It's just I I didn't see them being. I think. It's, I mean, I knew they were going to be. Yeah, I think it's a leadership issue. Is what I yeah. honestly do think. It's a. I, yeah, I I would, yeah, it's definitely definitely a leadership issue, but it's a. It's a couple of different things because we obviously saw Bergevin get let go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I am, I am kind of shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked, but I'm kind of surprised to see Toronto holding their own because I, last year when they were in the division, it was strictly Canadian teams. I didn't think there was any competition besides you know a few teams. But I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad to see they're actually holding their own in, in a division with Florida. The light, you know, lightning, the Bruins. So it's good. To, I it's good to see that. So this yeah. is this is the thing with Montreal. We could probably bring it all the way back to the 2012 draft. Third overall, they pick Galchenyuk. Now, no one really popped off in that draft, and until we saw Morgan Riley, like Matt Dumba, you know those guys, but. If we you scroll down, Tom Wilson, Vasilevsky, Thomas Hurdle, you know, there was plenty of other guys they could have picked besides Galchenyuk, who I guess at the time was really that clear cut top guy. But even after that draft, man, all their top picks didn't really do anything. You know, they, they took Sergachev and traded him, and now he's got two Stanley Cups. You know Ryan Poling is he's pro, he's a promising uh, player. Do they still have Kale Fleury or is Kale Fleury, Kale Fleury with the Kraken? Okay, no, Kale Fleury is with Montreal. 
you know, he's he's a uh, a promising prospect. Same thing with Caden Primo, but you also lost Kataniemi. You know, you still have Romanov, but he's really not progressing, I would say, because of the lack of leadership around him besides Jeff Petrie. You know, and then just Cole Caulfield. You know, this the with respect to the 2020 and the 2021 draft, you know, they haven't really done anything with their prospects. So this team is 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 going to be in a little bit of a shit show for a while, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to be able to come out anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. And they keep holding on this um, carry price situation. There's a lot of speculation. He just didn't join them for their. They have like a seven game road trip. He's not joining them for it. He's not going to play during it. Is he a lot of speculation is he, that he is he back? Because like he was he was skating right. It was supposed to be, he was supposed to work with trainers. He was supposed to get on the ice and, and do some work and then probably join the team after the holidays. Well, it's been, it's been a while after the holidays and he's still not joining the team. He's not joining the road trip. I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that think he's not going to play this year. Yeah. I mean, why would you? 724? Yeah, he might not, not even, want to come back like, this year. You know? Yeah, like why would you even bother? He might like, not even want to. Like especially with all the the rules and regulations, like Canada, Canada's like a tier four right now. I think for COVID, like they're like, I think level four lockdown. Like why would you even want to bother at that point? Like he, your team's like, playing just, awful this year. It's yeah, just get healthy. You know, like get healthy and and that's that's the best thing you could do as a goaltender. I mean, he's still like when he's on this game, he's like one of the best in the game. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know, I will. The, the one thing that we can see is that they're going to be okay with drafting because next year they have one first round pick from Carolina, a second, and then the third round, they got three picks fourth round. They got two. So they're going to be getting a lot of guys next season. You no, know, they got first round picks every year on so if they if they don't do well you know they, these these can be high valued guys but they're gonna run into some trouble because nick suzuki's seven million dollar contract kicks in next year <laughs> you know <laughs> um, a lot of fucking money yeah oh god you got a couple of guys who, who are gonna have to get resigned you're gonna have to decide if you're gonna keep ben Chirot. Alexander yeah. Romanov's coming off his rookie deal. And Sam Montembeau's coming off a rookie deal. And Sam Montembeau is probably, the, besides Caden, uh, their highest touted goalie prospect. So Yeah, most definitely. There's going to have to be some moves. And if it, if it means them eating half of Carey Price's salary to move them, I mean, they might have to do it. So Montreal is in a little bit of a jam. A team yeah, who's they're... not in a jam. Two team, three teams actually, despite them being low in the stats, Ottawa, Buffalo, and the Red Wings. I've I've I, been very, I love what I've seen yeah, from these teams, especially I mean, the Red Wings. Yeah, most definitely. Lucas Raymond, Moritz Sider, um, you know Larkin. He's, I think Larkin's going to be a great captain. I think he's going to be a very John Tavares like captain. Um, yeah, yeah, I get well, I will, Yeah, what I will say is. I think the boys from goal line and back all agreed in the beginning of the season that Detroit was going to be that dark horse who could do something this year. Yeah, it's tough that they're in this division with Absolutely. all these, power, Absolutely. these four powerhouses. Um, but I, I mean, 
from what I'm seeing, they're going to have a bright future with all these kids. You know, I wish they could have kept uh, Pius Suter, but I mean, they got a great core and they got a great team to build on here. Yeah, the only the only thing I'm really not satisfied with this team so far this year is definitely the goaltending. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. No, the wings. Yeah, yeah, it's like obviously it's expected when you're getting a 35 year old Thomas Grice and I don't know. The Nadalkovic really, uh, he's hit or miss, man. He, he he needs to play long stretches of games. That's the only way he's going to be successful. Which, yeah, he's no Chris Osgood, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> trust me, if this if he gets a good stretch of games, he'll be all right. And and Chris Osgood, Chris, if, if, you, if Chris you're really Osgood. talking about Detroit goaltenders, you completely left out Dominic Kasich and went right to Osgood. I know, but. How could you not? How could you not mention Chris Osgood with the you know with the unorthodox mask <laughs> and just just you know Osgood, bro? He was just he was good. They asked him. Os was good. He was like Osgood, cause that was that they had that was like that was a long time ago. But that was like for me when I think about like playoffs, like past playoffs, like them and the Penguins. Cup run like that. Yeah, back those, to back years. those were some, those Fantastic. were some really good years of hockey. Yeah. Um, Buffalo, you know, that's a team that's been very surprising to a lot of people this year, and the fact that they were finally able to get rid of the one and only <laughs> Jack Eichel. Eichel. <laughs> Dude, they got they got a really good return. I thought that they did. I thought they they came out like gangbusters in that. Yeah, and, and then yeah. they, they know what they're about. They got they got these young guys, they got nothing to lose, so go out yeah. and let and then, play. And they can learn from their mistake with Eichel too. You know, they, they might have botched that one, but if they if they pay attention now, they can just they can really handle things and direct you know the team in the right in the right way. And they have a pretty solid group. And you don't we don't even know if Eichel's gonna be a, like the same player. We I mean, you know There's no telling what he's gonna be like, you know. It's, yeah. yeah. So for Buffalo to get that return, you know, and then they, like I said, if they can just learn from their mistakes, you know, that's, that's yeah. a solid group. Well, dude, the fact oh. that they got Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a first round and a second round pick for Jack Eichel and a, yeah. a third and then traded Johnny Boychuk away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, Absolutely, that's yeah. a great deal. Well, it works. I mean, I mean, the guy wasn't going to play for you. So, no. And you knew you were going to be rebuilding. You might as well take the yeah, draft picks and run. take and the draft picks, a young course. good player, and run. And and I'll tell you what, Alex Tuck, I'm pretty sure is a Buffalo guy. Yeah, he yeah, is, he yeah. is a he is a Syracuse, New York guy, and he is a Buffalo fan. So they, I think this team potentially already found their new captain. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You I know, he's 25. That. What would be better? Just you know, he's got a nice little contract. Fucking, he's blue collar as shit. Works his ass off. Why not? <laughs> we'll see it. Yeah, I'm happy with where the Sabers are going. Unfortunately, yeah. right yeah, now, they had... both of their goalies just went on the LTIR. They're fucked. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're in a bit of a pickle. Sabers had some good teams back in the day. You know, some good teams. How how far back we're thinking like Ryan Miller or well we're, I'm <laughs> yeah. talking like I'm talking like like you know mid two thousands because you know we're thinking we're like Danny B no what year was it when when Buffalo Buffalo played the Flyers in the playoffs oh they they absolutely smacked I think that was like two thousand six or seven uh, I don't know. dude um, I think that was like twenty twelve no 
No, oh, they played the they played Buffalo like early on. They played Buffalo in twenty ten. The Buffalo was, I mean, twenty eleven. Buffalo was beat them. Remember that was that was the year the Flyers were the first. They were the first uh, overall seed. You know, coming off that cup, the you know the cup run the previous year, and Buffalo almost beat them. I think it went to seven games. I'm pretty sure Billy Billy Lando scored games game. I was either game six or game seven. The over, overtime goal. Um, that the Flyers got spanked by Boston again, but the Flyers played. Buffalo when when Buffalo had like a solid team like they had Briere, pretty sure they had Chris Story. They had a couple a couple other guys I just can't remember. This is when they were like the black and red, you know, not not the blue and gold. I think it was 2011, but that was that was the 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 time R.J. Umberger got absolutely leveled and he just looked like he had no idea what that, where that, he was. That, at. that wasn't that, that wasn't 2011. No, that was that was like 2000 something, like maybe 2005 or say I I don't know one of those years. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm looking at this, the Sabres team that they had. They had Jason Pominville, Thomas. Oh yeah, Thomas Vanek, yeah. Drew Vanek. Stafford, Derek Roy, and Tyler Ennis were their top forwards. Yeah. What year was that? 2011. 2011. This they had Billy Leno at the time. The Flyers had Billy. Nah, they did. Are you Denver? sure? I think you're looking at the wrong year. 2011. Billy Leno was on the year they played the Flyers in the playoffs. Billy Leno was on the Flyers, and then he then he left. I'm pretty sure. How many games played does he have? 71. When did he come over? Who are you talking when about? When did Billy Leno get traded? Billy Leno was on the team. He got traded the year the Flyers went to the Cup. They acquired Billy Leno the following year, 2011, when the Flyers were the number one seed. They played Buffalo in round one. Villalena was still on the Flyers at that time. I'm pretty sure. Villalena was on Buffalo 2011 and 2012. No, we're I'm talking 2010. I'm staring at it right now. I'm, dude, 2010, 2011 playoffs. I know, but I'm saying he played on Buffalo. And I'm telling <laughs> you, <laughs> he was on the Flyers in 2010. Okay. Why are we having this argument? Because you're telling me he was playing, you're, you're basically saying that he was playing against the Flyers <laughs> in the playoffs, and I'm telling you, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I'm talking about 2011, 2012. I don't care because Billy <laughs> Leno after 2010 is irrelevant because the guy <laughs> stuck. How many? You know, okay. he had like a shit ton of hat tricks with the Flyers. Apparently, I think he had one season with the Flyers, and that was it. And then. He he like wanted this big ass deal, wanted all this money. They're like, buddy, like you stole <laughs> up the joint last year. Like he went to Buffalo, and what happened to Buffalo? It didn't last too long. Yeah, he's not. He was like, he was a nobody by then. Speaking of speaking of nobodies, let's head over to the Western Conference Central Division. The Nashville Predators are leading the division with twenty four wins, eleven losses, and two that's, points. That's that's beautiful. wild. That's beautiful. I love it. That's Team very is humming. They have 99 yeah. goals against. Roman Yossi yeah. looks like a dog out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. This, he, he's definitely looking like he could be a Norris candidate again this season, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, and they're on a five-game win streak. That's hot. Top dude. four in, uh, in uh, defensive shot percentage. They're, they're... Oh, you said defensive, huh? Who, they, who did they trade for? Uh, didn't they acquire some defensemen? <laughs> Here. Some Myers if guy. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, 
That was really funny just, too. I mean, they're also they're also doing all of this with Philip Forsberg being out too. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the big Joel Farabee just tied the game, boys. There you there go. go. Not even paying attention. <laughs> I I just stopped caring about the Flyers. <laughs> but yeah, to see Nashville at the top of the standings at this point, I would I'd be happy to see them stay there. Wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, well, Soros is playing great. Uh, they're just playing like a team right now. Trennan's, uh, Luke Trennan's been a really good player for them, scoring a lot of goals. Um, Johansson, Duchesne look like sort of versions of their own self. Um, a lot, lot to be happy about. Um, yeah. Team's looking real good. Nah, this the, the Sabres team is definitely really surprising. And I also can eat my words on Mikhail Granlin. Said, yeah, said he's been do, he's been he wasn't gonna do shit this year and dogging it. Did you just say the Sabres the Sabres team? Did I hear that correctly? Did I? I think yeah. you did, but you were sorry. You're just you're still hung up on the way Uh but yeah, Granlin's <laughs> snapping around a twenty-eight assist this season, so like that's crazy. Yeah, he, he looks like that that one year that, that he uh he had a really great season for Minnesota. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It's crazy how they're doing it without Philip Forsberg. And once he comes back, it's probably just gonna. He, he's been when he plays. Yeah. He, you know, he's been a goal machine. Yeah, and yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Duchesne's still chapping it up too. So. <laughs> and and if your last name's Forsberg, you gotta be yeah. filthy. You, you know, you he's the only guy who can rock a nice handlebar mustache like that and get away Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. So. I love when he does well. Fuck the caps. Yeah, he said it. But I don't know. The rest of the central division is. Let's talk about terrifying. the one team that we all predicted to be really up high. Blackhawks. How about them, Chicago Blackhawks boys? Brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh my lord! Yeah, they uh, I mean, when's, when's it going to be time expect? to clean house? I think it is time. I think they should have. I should. I think they should have never acquired Seth Jones. I feel like. That was a waste of time. He's he's had a good season he, though. Yeah, now they could trade him. So yeah, the, I mean, there's like the three people on this team that have had a good season. It's DeBrinket, um, Jones, and Kane. Uh, Kaner, yeah. You think you think there's a scenario where they trade? They even think about trading Kane? He'll probably. I feel like he'll just play there for the rest of the time. I mean, no one's gonna take that contract. Um, if he goes anywhere, I've. Vegas? No, Vegas can't afford him. A team that's desperate? Yeah, but Vegas is like, de- like they're desperate to win a cup. Where like, do you fit in on Vegas? Every- I don't even know where you fit in. Call yeah, me, call me true, crazy. Right? Chicago sends Patrick Kane to Boston. and Marc-Andre Fleury to the Buffalo Sabres. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. no, that, makes, that nah. doesn't make sense with the with the. Doesn't Buffalo. even make sense because yeah, what's Buffalo gonna do? Are they gonna have two they old have, guys? They have a shit ton of prospects. Yeah, they no. want to develop those prospects. They don't want to bring in massive. I mean, they got they got one or two guys that are definitely exp- expendable. Yeah, but if they're if 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 Chicago is gonna send anybody, they're gonna send it to a team that's making a cup run. They're gonna, yeah, uh, that's why I said Vegas. But uh, like then again, like where where does I don't think Kane Vegas needs them. Team? I don't I don't think Vegas needs them. Yeah, you know? I, I feel I, like I say, if the Kings start to maybe make a run, if Anaheim, you know, one of those teams. Actually, you know what? I think the biggest one would be Calgary. I think Calgary, mm. they would add him in. 
Um, well, I think I think that's a team that's that's a little that's in trouble with cap. Or they're yeah, they got one point five available. Yeah, but Calgary also has a lot of guys who are unrestricted next year, who they could easily get rid of if needed. Just toss, yeah. So, and who else? I don't know, who he, else he, did you know, Kane and Flurry, they, they wouldn't be going to these to the young teams. They'd be going to teams that are trying no. to get that extra. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that was like that was like a shot in the dark. Chicago clearly thought they had a chance this year, but clearly they well, did not. It made They're sense not. in their situation. You might as well go over a couple. You know, Taves and Kane are turning into skeletons. Yeah. So. You know, you might as well bring in some some big players and, and try to go for a cup. It just it just didn't pan pan out in like the most spectacular way possible. It just it just blew what up in their face. Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on potentially a team like Nashville coming in and trying to get a guy because they got ten million? I think they'd need like it, who? I think they would. You think they need what well, like if they're going to compete in yeah. in this division if they're going to keep up this kind of play because like Shane, imagine Patty Kane in in Nashville because dude I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you they don't really have much but is Nashville known for making trades like that well, like have they Boyle, Subban Boyle if Boyle was going to trade someone I think he trades big guy he trades big pieces out. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're Nashville and you're like, listen, we have a, cha- a legit chance in the West because they they definitely do. You yeah, I why not go get Patty Kane? Like, fuck it. Uh, the what the problem is though, looking at this at this Nashville roster, your 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 top forwards are Duchesne, Granlin, oh. and Forsberg. And- after that, that you're, you run a risk of lo- losing a really good prospect. That's what they would have to. That's why I don't think they'll go for yeah. it. Yeah. They would have to give up a prospect, which I don't think. I, I don't know if this, this current streak that they're on is sustainable. I don't, I don't know mm. if they're a team that's going to be winning games like, you know, like Florida or Toronto. I, I think they're getting right. marginally lucky right now. Um, and I don't, think I don't think it's sustainable for them. Um, especially in the division they're playing in. I, I think teams like Colorado, yeah. Minnesota, Dallas has looked surprisingly very good. And they're even Winnipeg. Winnipeg too. Like Winnipeg's right they've there. They've fallen off though. recently. Um they started off real hot. Yeah. Kyle Connor started off real hot. Yeah. They're falling off a little bit, but that, that train can get moving anytime. Um you know, I, I think the final four out of this will be Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas, and Winnipeg. I also think St. Louis will drop off. Hold on. Let me let me check out St. Louis's cap space. Ooh, sixty three thousand. Not good. I don't think though. They they were they were on the verge of getting rid of Tarasenko this year. Like they they there was like talks of them blowing it up this year. Yeah, but he's, what, but he's staying. Like, Tarasenko's staying. Well. And dude, yeah, I mean, well, well, they're well, yeah, they're doing well now. Yeah, okay. Of so hear me, hear me out on this. St. Louis Blues try Dude, to. Pasta just scored a hat yeah, when, if, oh when Pasternak scores, it's only a hat trick against the Flyers. It's mm-hmm. never a one goal game. Yeah, of course, the guy who could have been um, here. If we if we look at that at that St. Louis roster, they have a couple guys who they could potentially package in a team to Chicago, and then you got Patrick Kane playing with Brandon Saad again. And if those two, but who would you who would you package like? Who would you package from um, St. Louis? I feel like if you're if you're gonna go for Patrick Kane, you're gonna have to probably trade 
You're probably going to have to get rid of Robert Thomas. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think if you're going Lewis, after Kane, you're probably going to have to get rid of Buchnevich. Yeah, well, like, I was thinking, I was I, thinking Buchnevich and Thomas. Those were the two guys who stayed who like yeah. stood out. Wait. But you're not getting Kane unless you're a hundred percent sure that you were one of the last two teams standing. Like, you think the Blues are going to be uh, like in a Final Four this year? You think they're going to end up in a Western Conference? They're going to be on the um, bubble. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not so set on their goaltending. But then again, Jordan Bennington Binning, is a gamer, and when it comes down to like big pressure situations, he's obviously shown that he can win, considering he has a Stanley Cup. But right. I don't know. I, I, I like I like imagining trades. I like thinking of this stuff because it's one day if it does happen. I mean, do you, but do you even think Chicago like I'm sure if, if the right call came, they would probably listen for sure. I I feel like it would involve it would have to involve a lot of draft picks as well. Yeah, a ton. Which the blues they got first rounders. They got them. That's about it. Well, how about we finish off with the Pacific? And my oh my, we were kind of really off with our prediction yeah. on this one. I mean, not necessarily yeah. with the Golden Knights, but our the three teams underneath. The I mean, I'm, no I'm hesitant to say that we were that off because still early. Every everyone's right there, and then look at like the games played. Yeah. I mean, COVID hit Vancouver yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Um. Who I think is a team that definitely, if they get it rolling, they need to get Patterson going. But I mean, their last ten, they're eight, one and one. Um, so, and then Cal- I mean, Calgary's got a plus twenty-one goal differential, and they're sitting there only because they have thirty-three games played. That's yeah. completely changed because they they got yeah. hit rock with COVID too. Edmonton, I mean, they also had COVID issues, but I don't know. I feel like well, they they're of they're also in some in some shit right now because Owen or Dave Tippett called out Koskin in the other night because he let in yeah. fucking bunch of meatballs. Mm-hmm. And but all I can say is that I was a hundred percent correct about Seattle. Yeah, oh, I think we all. Yeah. Were. <laughs> I mean, of course. Dude, what really they... annoys me is that EA Sports. Has voted Philip Grubauer as like a goalie of the year in their fucking video game, and <laughs> his numbers are just like they're upsetting to look at, and it, it it makes me like question if they even pay attention to actual fucking hockey because they, they probably don't. I think it's just it's for the it's probably for the media play, especially dude, in Seattle. They want to yeah, get people watching. He's got a three point three seven goals against. With an eight eight zero save percentage, <laughs> dude. The, whoever makes NHL clearly doesn't pay attention. Sean, Ram, they've been Sean Ram Jam Singh. He's I think, I think they, they've name. been screwing up the Flyers uniforms for years to come. They still haven't gotten them right. There we go. It's just he's yeah. still the fucking guy. Yeah, games to copy and paste each year with a little with a little sprinkle of. Angel Dust on the new new game. <laughs> I would love to see tweet yeah. if people tweet at. I guarantee you, you look at you look at the goalie mask that you do in creative player mode. I guarantee you, they're the same goalie mask in NHL. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you like, what. This is definitely the first year that they've added different things. With 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 at least the masks. That's about it. Yeah. Like fucking when you play. Uh, World of Chell, you can unlock pants for your goalie, 
but you can't equip pants for your goalie. It's not an option. <laughs> Sick game. Sick I've, game. I've unlocked yeah. some fucking unreal pairs of pants. But EA Sports, you don't you didn't give me this option. <laughs> what are you doing? But like Yeah, because the pair of pants are gonna make you play. Yeah, dude, now. and like with with the amount of fucking money they make. It should be a lot easier to customize goalie pads and don't I shouldn't have borders when I'm fucking customizing. Because even on the actual goalie pad website, you can do more than the game. And it's uh, that's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. Hey, man, it's, it's just a game. It's just a game. game. It's only a game. All right, it's R. only R. a game. John Madden. Um, uh, it's the Kings. My oh my, the Kings. Hey, we're doing okay. The boys are doing okay. <laughs> the kids are all right. Kids are all right. The Kings. They are. The Kings Not only they'll make playoffs, are Kings. They have a shot, at least. I mean... Kopitar's doing what we expected him to do, but yeah, definitely got your production from Kempe and I follow, I follow and Arvidsson that you really needed this year. Yeah, and, Arvidsson has looked very, very good. And Phil the Nose having a pretty solid season. I think I think a couple of years, and and we're in that you know we're in that top spot. I think a couple of years, and 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 Kings are at the top of the the Pacific for sure. Um, I mean, you I got we, we know where we are. You got a an old Jonathan Quick putting up nine two one and a two four zero, and yeah, you know absolutely. if if you get him playing well, actually all their goalies are playing well because all their goalies have over a nine hundred save percentage. You know, so mm-hmm. right now the Kings could be in a really good spot. Yeah, they still got King, Kings call it. Um, yeah, they still do. Yeah, Get back to Seattle. Who didn't see that coming? I mean, clearly when they were. Selecting their team, like oh, they weren't in a- Vegas, didn't see it coming. I mean, their line to make playoffs was pretty solid. Yeah. Hammer that, yeah, <laughs> should have hammered that. Uh, don't make not making line because they're. <laughs> I, I, I watched them play Dallas like, last night. I just feel bad watching them play. They just they don't look like they, a, like look a like team an- that knows what they're doing. Well, they're they're not the team they have together is not. That's not the team. Obviously, we know what the team's going to be like with the dra- they're going to have to they're going to draft everybody. Yeah, I think it's that funny team- that they just went the exact opposite route of Vegas. Yeah. They were like tank and tank and build. Vegas was like, we're going to trade away all of our, you know, all of our, we're going to make deals and trade away, you know, not not taking certain guys for you know, these picks and, the, and these guys, and then they traded these picks for players like Pacioretty and these other good players. Um, and Seattle was just like, nah, fuck it. We're good. We'll just, we'll sit with what we got and we'll sit on our prospects. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully the development team's got well, this, but. Um, I mean, I guess with that being said, with, I don't know how much cap room that they have Seattle, but they got there. They have seven million, and they're gonna be they're gonna be losing a shit ton of guys next year. Basically, their whole forward group is either restricted or unrestricted. But yeah, dude, next summer is a very big free agency. But well, who do you think? Who do you think gets the first overall pick if we're gonna gamble on it right now? Um, Arizona. <laughs> well, I mean, Arizona, it goes, it all goes down to a lottery, right? Well, it's raffle, I would right? I would say bad. if if Seattle got it over Arizona, the NHL is fucking is rigged. Oh, for sure. Or Chicago, like if Chicago, yeah, if, gets or if it, Chicago yeah. would get it, that would be fucked. Because the or the Coyotes have struggled Edmonton. for way too long. 
or somehow Edmonton slips to like, you know, that within, second within class the and somehow they get within it in the contention. Hey, that's unless that's unless they fucking they feel bad for the Flyers and we somehow get Shane right. But no, I you know next year your free agency, your top free agents already said he wanted to come back to Pittsburgh, and that's Evgeny Malkin. So count that one out. Yeah, that that tweet or post was hilarious. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a rich guy. I don't need anymore. Yeah, man. And for, for a guy oh like him to say that, that's that's him just saying, like, pay me fucking league minimum. Bring in yeah, everyone. Because if you think they get him yeah, for like 950 k or something like that, would be ridiculous. If, if he wanted to, he could probably make way more in the KHL if he wanted to and probably Absolutely. do less. But. And, and right now, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is at zero for what they have. And depending on what Gino gets... You still got to sign Jeff Carter and Kapanen. Yeah. You know. I'm sure Jeff will take a hit too. I also don't know what his but, I think they he's he's played if he plays a certain percentage of the games this year or something or plays in playoffs. Probably I think get another a draft pick goes to uh oh, does the it? Kings as well. Yeah, I think they had a conditional pick and then they obviously didn't get rid of Carter, so I'm yeah. pretty sure that'll hit this year. So unless injuries If if you get Gino to take a cut if you get Chris Letang, take a cut. Man, Pittsburgh can really go after almost any free agent in this list. Yeah. And there, there is a lot of big names. You know. And they're going to have to because, they, I mean, they're going to make another push with this team. Bring back Phil. I, I personally love watching them play. I mean, I really do. They're fun. You know, I think Jake Gensel is so good as well. Um, Brian Rust obviously is flying around. I just, you know. Yeah, they are. They're really a really entertaining team. So, yeah, dude, especially, especially when a game starts and they score like a minute in and then that, <laughs> yeah. that goal horn goes off and then just all the lights start flashing. It's just, it looks like a madhouse in there. Yeah. It's like a madhouse PPG. I mean, I could, at some point. I could watch Sid play. Like, I literally watch Sid practice and I'll just be like, yeah, I'll, I love finding those quick. videos on YouTube yeah. where it's like him practicing, oh, yeah. like, especially when it's like back with like Nate McKinnon. Um, in their yeah. hometown. Um, it's so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it gets me fully bricked up. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, and then there's also a video of Gino like years ago when he he was coming off an injury and he was in Russia training and it was just like it was like ASMR. Is that what it's called ASMR? Yeah, I think. It was just like, just like the sound of the ice. Oh coming, yeah, like from him yeah. skating and just every like him touching the puck. I was like, dude, that that is just wicked. Like I could watch it like over and over again and not get. Oh, not man, get I get I get to hear that almost every day. That's fucking. That's yeah. the, one of the best feelings about going to work. But like, he was just so nonchalantly doing things. I'm just like, this guy is just like effortless. It's just so effortless, and it just looks amazing. I'm like, ah, oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, Johnny Goudreau is a free agent this year. He needs. To, mm. He needs to come to Philly. Oh my lord. Yeah, just gotta come let's, home. Let's finish on the Flyers. Let's see. Let's see what they're looking like for, for cap space. Oh, projected cap space four thousand dollars. Excellent, great start. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. John, Johnny's got to come home. He's got to. He's got to. Who do we lose now? Hollydale. Nobody, I guess. Jackson, Cates, restricted. Zach McEwen, restricted. Matthew or Gerard, Mayhew, unrestricted. Wrist line, and we should just fucking let him go. Yeah, he's the leave. Uh. <laughs> Travis Sanheim will be entering his last deal. Justin Braun will probably walk. 
Keith Yandel, as much as I love him, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think we get rid of him too. Um, He's I was a big fan, but I've watched him play recently, and oh my lord! Pretty much our whole our whole defense is going to have to get re-signed. We have we're going to have three guys coming back in Provorov, Sandheim, and Cam York. And to be honest, if the Flyers just wanted to start with that and sink money into the defensive uh, free agency pool, uh, there's a couple guys who could fit. Mark Giordano would be a great presence on the back end. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ryan Ellis, I feel like you still gotta you still gotta explore that. Even oh though my he God, hasn't I, been he, LTIR. I completely didn't see it because he's on the LTIR. That's why I didn't see his contract. I feel like you have to explore. I don't know what his contract yeah, is. What he signed, he like signed into uh the end of twenty twenty seven. Good. Yeah, so if he you know that's good for that's good for the fires because I know he they're struggling, but they're really missing like a guy like that, a healthy Ryan Ellis, they're really missing that. Like he's a dude that could carry that blue line for sure. So I wonder because Seattle has I've heard a lot of rumors that Giordano already wanted out. So where's he gonna go? He's so fucking old. <laughs> like just retired, dude. <laughs> Christ almighty. Well, let's see how. I mean, how's his play? Has his play really been that bad? It can't be good for Seattle. I'll tell you. Oh that. fuck, he's thirty-eight. I did not realize how old he was. Yeah, he's old as dirt. But dude, every who was that defenseman? Do you remember that defenseman who was on Arizona? He was like Anton old. Strawman. He was so fucking. He's was it? Playing. I don't. Uh, no, he used to use. He used to use the wooden stick. No, he used the wooden stick. He was a fucking defenseman. Oh. Dude, I forget his name, but he was mad. Not, What's nah, that? I can't remember who it is. I might have to look it um, up. But yeah, free agency next year doesn't look so promising with defensemen. You know, there's just, you could take a risk on John Klinberg, but Dallas will probably snatch him back up. Flyers are in a tough spot. That's upsetting. As they always are. Yeah, start going to games and paper bags over our heads, boys. All right, I think that pretty much pretty much wraps games us up like... here, though. <laughs> I mean, ever since Ed Snyder, you know, R.I.P. Everything's been downhill. Ed Snyder. Uh, all right, fellas. Any last last comments, concerns? Fuck the caps. Fuck the caps. <laughs> you said fuck the caps. Dude, I started watching <laughs> Peaky Blinders. Great show. Great, Great show. show. It's phenomenal. Did you ever did you ever start Dexter the new I season? Stars. I never started either. Um, I'm gonna have to, oh I'm gonna have to go illegal websites. Oh, man, I was so excited. I'm just Maybe disappointed. Just Mr. Roboto on us. <laughs> that was about. I'm just Hey, dude, he the show is just so great, man. It's so great. They should have just <laughs> left it alone. It. They should have left it. it alone. Of course they did. Of course they should have. That's um, always how it is. Chris, you have men's league tonight? Yeah, I got one at ten forty-five. Real late. Oh, one. What's the uh, what's what's your points looking like? Stats per game? Yeah, like what we got going? Yeah, like a hat trick per game, probably. Uh, yeah, dude, it's just love it. <laughs> anytime, anytime it's like a. A tight, a tight game. Chris just kind of just takes the reins and fucking puts one top there. 
What is this? Is this B C? What it's is A? This? a? Jesus, dude, it's fun, I, fun I'm, in, there. I'm doing, <laughs> dude, I'm doing C, and like, I it's like. I get slashed in the wrist, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "What the fuck was oh, that?" Yeah. Rest, like, that pisses me off. I was like, what? "They're like, what do you want me to do about it?" And I'm like, "Well, the something. last, the last like, couple games I played men's league C with Mike, mind you, I'm a goalie, so I don't, I don't wear player equipment, and I look like I'm a fucking stuffed sausage in this shit, dude. <laughs> like I'm wearing, I'm wearing. You remember those like girdle pants? Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing them that. I got nothing covering my, you know, my schmeat. I'm just <laughs> airballing it down there. I got uh, a fucking a shell that I don't know where it came from. That doesn't fit. That just sags. Like my, my fucking calves are so chunky that it just looks like it just looks like tree stumps or my legs. Like I, I look so fucking fat. My gear. Yeah. You look like you stink. Like you just look like you smell. Like, you're looking at someone like he definitely smells. That's what you look like. Just like some dude who played roller hockey for a living, just street oh. hockey, and like you just were like, yeah, I convert to ice, and you just look like you smell. Like you just smell so, like a fucking yeah. foot, like hoagie, <laughs> onions. I look like, I look like a complete dirtbag. So the one game I, I decide I right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like see if I could score here. Yeah. We're getting the zone, and I'm supposed to be playing defense with Mike, but we just couldn't we couldn't create any oh, yeah. offense, so we just decided, like, all right, we're going to skate it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's not our fault. Dude. We really don't have I like to deal with I it. drive the middle with the puck, and I fed it to Mike, and I think he got a shot, and uh, I corralled it behind the net and sent it right back up to him, and Mike's, like, right at the top of the circle. So he's got all the time in the fucking world here. Yeah. He looks at me. I say, Mike, give me. Just stares at me. <laughs> looks, looks me off. Looks back to me. Mike, give it to me. Stares at me. <laughs> Skates the puck in, turns it over. <laughs> I get it. I get it back. And then, what'd you do, Mike? What'd you do? You fed me on the goal line, and I went fucking bar Mexico with that shit. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. I did nothing the rest of the game. I think I was a minus. I think I was a minus two after. You should have seen the goal I had the other fucking. I think it was Monday. No, last Friday. I shot the puck. It literally hits. It hits the back of the net. Popped the bottle and it comes out. And the ref's like, "No goal." I'm like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" Like, how did the water bottle get in the ice? He's like, oh, "I didn't see that." I'm like, "Dude, it clears day. Like, it went in the yeah. net. Like, are you, are you drunk?" And like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm like, all right. So the fucking water bottle just has like, <laughs> I had one like that where, where I literally took a shot. It was like off of like a rebound and I, I took a shot and I just ripped it into like the top corner. It like just straight hit net oh, yeah. and bounced out. And, in and out. Yeah. And they were like, they like the refs like got together and were like, like, I just, I just started selling. Like, I just like, like yeah. Cause you knew, you knew, knew that shit yeah. went in. Yeah. And like I started skating back and everyone just kind of like stopped. And then, like, the refs, like, got in a huddle. And I was like, what are we talking about? Like, what's going, <laughs> what's going on? I went in, boys. Yeah. Like, the other team's trying to be like, oh, it didn't go in. I was like, what are you talking about? It like, <laughs> hit the back of the net and came out. I, I still think nothing beats the magician goal. Remember when uh, you filled in for us for Exton? Uh, we're playing yeah. Wilkes-Barre at the Hill School. Kid shoots it. I make the save. Pucks behind the net. Ref blows it dead. 
says it went in. <laughs> yeah, I, remember I was that like, one. "What?" He goes, "Yeah, it went in and rolled out." I said, "It rolled out behind the net in the corner." Goes, yeah, I said, "I said physically." I said, "How the fuck is that possible to do?" It was like it went underneath the pad. He's like, like it, it, it went underneath the net. I said, I said it clearly didn't." I said, that, "That's not possible." I said, "The net." How the fuck would it get underneath the net? Like, the net's oh, pegged down, and it's like a, it's a legit NHL net, dude. Like, what do you mean? And he was he stuck to his guns, dude. And uh, I remember fucking uh, who was our coach? Narragan. He lost his Narrigan, mind. Yeah. He was oh, yeah, uh, he was stunned. He had no idea what to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then Barone, the Barone proceeded. That was the most yeah, fun and even though had. we sucked, that was a great season. I had fun when I started. Yeah, that was a good time. Barone literally made that made that season like more enjoyable than it was. Just like him, the way he is, the way he reacts is just like was just priceless. Like everything he did was just priceless. Yeah, just <laughs> and like the bus trips. The bus rides up and back, just uh, and then like, our, like the our shit he would do. Trip, our first road trip, it was just a mess. <laughs> Fucking, oh, we God. we get up and we stayed at like, and we stayed at some hotel, a motel that looked like we were all gonna get murdered at nighttime. Like someone, like, <laughs> oh my God. you can literally you can open the window and like, yeah, yeah, like like we were gonna them. end up on someone's fucking VHS tape as a snuff Jesus. film, so. Um, Barone <laughs> brings uh, yeah, yeah, a little, a little, a uh, couple flowers with him as parting gifts, and he and the team were out. I, I want to say at least four hours past curfew. Our coach didn't give a shit, so <laughs> he got these kids so messed up. The next morning, Mike and I, Mike and I, and Gold and G were the only ones up for breakfast. And then, like, in came, like, Stags and Barney and, like, the rest of the crew. And here come Barone, uh, Keegs, and Costas. And the Keegan's wearing glass, sunglasses just so, like, you can't see his eyes. And none of these kids could make themselves breakfast in the morning. And it was, like, the <laughs> saddest thing in the world that we were laughing our fucking asses off. Like, Trying to pour milk in the bowl and just completely fucking missing it and just spilled it all over the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, it was a nightmare. I think. Oh my god! I think the best the best thing was when we when they did the uh, what is that thing with the, the shoes under the table? Oh, shoe, shoe check. I forget what it's called. Shoe check, and um, they made they made fucking birds stand up and sing in front of. They were we, we were, were in a diner. Chris, we were in breakfast. Brooklyn, and they oh, no shoe way. checked this kid. And he stood up and he, he sang, sang. He what, sang. What he, he sang. He sang no, no, he sang "Sweet Caroline" in a diner. <laughs> in oh yeah. Oh my and, lord, dude! They were everyone literally stopped what they were doing and like stared at this man <laughs> for the entire I time. Think, it was I the think funniest one, one thing. One person ever. said, "Like, yo, pal, you can sit down. You don't gotta sing that." <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Yeah, that was that was a great time. All right, let's end this. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you for listening to us. It, it's been great. Hopefully, we can keep this on a steady, tight schedule now, and uh, not give you an episode every month and a half. All right, fellas. Say your goodbyes. We're fucking leaving. All right. Adios, amigo. Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate it. All right. Peace, bitches. Go birds. <laughs>
Thank you.